Hi, welcome to the Deep End Podcast. I'm Jane Mills. In this episode, I chat to Adrian Greeno. Adie, as she is known, is almost a celebrity at Paranpool. A very dedicated health and fitness swimmer, Adie is an inspiration. As well as discussing swimming, Adie talks us through her vibrant life in Melbourne. From the wild 60s of Tolano's to aerobics instructing in the 80s. I hope you enjoy the life stories from this incredible lady. So, Aidy, thanks for coming along today. My pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit about your swimming routine? What what do you do each day when you come to the pool? What do I, well, I ride to the pool on the bike at 6.30 in the morning. And I swim for a, over an hour, so I do about two and a half k, and that's it. Different. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah. And so, how far do you Not ride? Not free. So, um, to get here. Oh, from North Caulfield. Right. But so I ride my bike all day because okay. I don't have a car. Right. So you're mm. a cyclist and a swimmer. Yeah. And um. And a walk. And you walk. Yes. Now, this isn't a rude question because I know you're quite proud of this, but yes. can you tell the listeners how old you are, 80? Yes, I'm 80 years old. 80 years old. That That's right. That is sensational. And I have been um, exercising since I was 44. And I've been swimming since I was 44. So only I since start, you were 44? Yep, didn't start to win. Right. Too so busy with other things. What got you into the pool then? Because I got into the pool because I was actually working in a gym for four years, Brendan Edwards, Mm -hmm. um, and the gym closed and I took up running for a couple of years after because after you've been at the gym you you become a gym fanatic and you've got to do something. Um, So I started running and I loved that, but it wasn't great for my body and because I didn't start working at the gym till I was 39. Oh, okay. No, 40 or something, I think I was. And anyway, then um, after that, I took up swimming. And I'm a perfectionist. I've got to do everything right. So I had swimming, stroke correction, lessons, la di da di da everything, mm-hmm. until I felt that I was good enough to be in the water with everybody else. It was great. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> so, what are you doing? And I started at Harold Holt, and um, I now swim at Paran. You're doing two and a half k every. Is it every? Not day? every. Oh no, it's six days a week. Oh, that's and why you give yourself a day it. off. <laughs> yeah, six days a week, and um, sometimes two, two to two and a half k. Yeah. That is really phenomenal. Mm. And really, really I ride, amazing. and then I walk. So I do at least three to four hours a day exercise. Wow. Yeah. And then you have a pretty busy life outside of your exercise as well. Yes. Well, I don't so much now, but I did. I I started. Do you want me to tell you when I started? Working yeah, when I was sixteen. Really um, I was sixteen years of age when I left school, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to become. My uh, grandparents wanted me to become a nurse and everything, so I had to work at. Uh, I was in Bendigo. Oh, okay. And I had to work at the um, Myers then in the cosmetic department. So mm-hmm. I just loved it to death because I loved makeup and I loved yeah, selling that. that. Sounds like a glamorous uh, job. I think. For I think for memory, it was Helena Rubinstein they had there. And anyway, then I turned 17 and I had to go nursing. Had to. I didn't want to, but I had to. Right. And I hated every minute of it. I think I lasted about three months or six months. I can't remember for sure. Were you at college or straight into a hospital? 
No, straight into a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> a Bendigo-based hospital. And uh, then I remember coming down in this red velvet frock in a hearse to Melbourne and never going back there again. You know? hearse? Yeah, it was it. That was the way because I mean we hitchhiked or something oh, or other. Right. Anyway, um, then I started. I got a. I think I started. Yeah, at uh, Myers in Melbourne and the cosmetic section there, and that was wonderful. Then I went to Foy's, and those, those days you did makeup um, things on the counter on a mic. You know, you spruiked on the mic to sell the oh, thing and yes. everything. So that was that was incredible, mm. and that went on for a while. Then I worked in the theatres as mm. an usherette, and that was when everyone had to be seated, and it was all very glamorous. And yes. the movies went on for about three to four months, and you know, so I worked at the Athenaeum, the Metro, and a few other theatres. The State Theatre. That was a beautiful theatre yeah. too. Um, in St Kilda. No, in the, in Melbourne, oh, the in the city. city. Oh, What's okay. the, there's no State Theatre in the city. Oh Kilda. no, that's the National Theatre. Where are you? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, then, what did I do from there? I went to. Um, I can't remember. I think there was a small gap there where I. I can't remember. Maybe I got married or something. I can't remember anyway oh, what right. it was. Some incidental, some incidental <laughs> thing happened in the middle of it. And no, no, I didn't. I went to. I started working at Tolano um, oh, at right. the um, beautiful restaurant there, an art gallery for yes. George Moore. And that was the change of my life because it was just amazing. The people that went there and it yeah. was absolutely beautiful yeah it was all but it was in the 60s mm. you know so it was a great time to be living and everything yeah. was so different to now oh, you know fun. the men were so beautiful it was all european and yes. uh, absolutely amazing they were just everything was very romantic and lovely but it was also very hippie as well yeah so you had the combination of the two and, and people um, really been appreciating no. the foods and everything. So anyway, yeah. then I left there and I got married well, tell for a me few more years. About oh well, Tolano was oh, very interesting. Yeah, Mirko was living in the studio upstairs, painting mm -hmm. every day. So I often, I was on the desk. I was the receptionist, oh, and okay. so I had time, you know, whenever I wanted to do. So I'd slip up and um, sit there for hours watching her paint because I was just absolutely mesmerised by it because it was just. Just the smell of it and the actual um, big canvases she used to be working on. And she was a wonderful woman, you know. She really yeah. was. And she was loads of fun. And so um, exotic, Yeah, imagine. it was. It was all, all very uh, beautiful. And then um, we, had art, uh, the, we had the art gallery there as well. Mm. So we often had exhibitions of Charles Blackman. Yes. And he often used to stay because it was a private hotel as well as yeah. a restaurant. And he often used to stay there with his um, wife, Barbara. Mm -hmm. And um, he was a very good friend of George Moore's. So so I learned so much in those few years about totally different, you know, beautiful art and all the, you know, best artists and everything. Yeah. Um, who else went there to the Potter? I can't remember his name now. But the, everybody uh, that went there was so, of some interest, you know, so... It was always so you learnt and you actually, you know, em we were entertained at the same mm. time. So it was, that was what that was all about, you know. And I was living in Elwood then, so it was um, not far from there to go to work, you know, every night. And then I left there, got married for a few years, and 
then I went, I can't remember from what job, I better just hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, that's right. I worked at the uh, Turak Galleries in Turak Road for Andrew Ivani. He, he had a just a um, gallery there, so he just had paintings that he brought in. It wasn't there was no exhibition or anything. But I was still in the art world there, and then I worked for I think it was uh, Handicrafts. Of, what was it? You know that um, very what's his what's the name store? It's still going now. Ishka, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. They had stores everywhere, yeah, so yeah, I managed the one in Turak Road. I worked there for a while, and because jobs were so easy to get then, yeah. it was in the you know late sixties or something. It didn't matter. You could get jobs. You could get flats. You could you you know if you moved out of some area, you could get a flat. You only had to look in the paper, look it up, and you'd get a flat straight away. It so was, you just found what you it were interested in. It was just so simple, yeah. and you could get a job anywhere, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, when I say that, I mean you didn't have unless you had to be a doctor or something like that and need qualifications. But otherwise, you could start doing whatever you wanted, and it mm -hmm. was wonderful. And was uh, we were very lucky, I suppose, to grow up then. And um, then uh, I probably, I think I got married again, and then I had a, <laughs> I can't remember how many. <laughs> I'm glad you're not focused on yeah. the men, more no. on you, on you, you're the important No, well man. anyway, I'm just telling you, because then I can remember the bits yeah. where I was, because then I had a flower stall, um, oh, yeah. I was already, we had a big flower stall in Punt Road that was beautiful, mm. um, and I loved doing that, and we used to go make up all the, I made up all the um, uh, posies and flowers, and it, it was hard work, you know, and we you just did it. You had to get up it. so early too. This no, is, no, we only no? did it at the weekends. Oh, you didn't go we out went, to the flower market? In yeah, the, no, yeah. we didn't go to the market. We went to the straight direct to the growers. Oh, so that was, right. we'd do all that on the Friday yeah. and in the afternoon and then make up oh. all the flowers, you know, for every every bunch of flowers had to be worked yeah. on. And it was just amazing. And all was the, it a bit like the one they have at Rockley Road Gardens, a little stall like that? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Or was it a shop? No, no. It was on the it was in Punt Road on okay. the corner of um, Argo Street, where there was a oh, yes. there was a car wash and oh, the thing yes, just yes. before you get to yep. the yeah. It was in a great position, and we had our signs going right up the street to Turak Road, flowers ahead, flowers ahead, because mm -hmm. there were a few roadies that it was just that time when it was a really good time to have. You know, a flower stall, and you made quite a bit of money at the weekends. You know, it was good, so it was good. And I was working at the gym as well then, too. Yeah. That's when I started working at oh, okay. Ben But then they closed, you see. So that's when I've had to find. I think that's the flower stall I was doing. That's all. Right. That's about it. And what yeah. did you do at the gym? Oh, we took aerobic. No, we took aerobic classes. You, how did girl. you become a, an aerobic instructor? <laughs> oh, well, you just instructor. did because you could do anything. <laughs> You can do anything if you try. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's so right. No, we, I supplied them. We all supplied our own music, right? So where did you get your music from? Everywhere, from mm -hmm. Chapel Street, you know, and you made it up. You put it on tapes, and you had yep. your tape, you know. So you had different tapes for. You did about an hour and a half's class, mm -hmm. and um, I had fabulous music. I really because did. Because you know, I used to work at Mighty Music Machine. Oh. So we used to get a lot of people and yeah. brushes across the road. Yeah. When brushes well, I there. used to get a lot of music in Chapel Street, but mm. I can't remember which place it was now. Maybe for went God's to sake. Central Station. No, I didn't. No, I didn't no. go then. It was a small shop, but they had really good um, music too. Mighty Music was opposite the Jam Factory there. 
Yeah, might have been somewhere there. Yeah, because we used to get a lot of dance, a yeah. lot of music, um, yeah. aerobics instructors we, coming. It had to be was, a certain beat per minute. Yeah. You have to know exactly, exactly. what was well, going we, on. Exactly. Well, we had to get different um, different tapes for different um, sections of the circuit, what we were doing, you know, all the time. Yeah. No, I just learned how to do it because I loved it. I mean, if you love something, you can yes. do it, you know, and you just put your whole heart and soul into it. And then I took people, I did programs for people as well, you know, weights and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I didn't have any teaching. I just learnt while I was there. So it was amazing, really. Yeah. And um, you either do it or, you know, you want to do it and you love it and you you learn, you know. And you're obviously... I mean, there were a couple of people there that were um, dancers and things like that that had classes. um, Two, what's his name? Antonio Rodriguez. He was... um, jazz ballet dancer and he had a class too he was a fabulous man he died of cancer it was so sad because um he was with the uh, Catherine Dunham dancers he originally and he worked at Brendan Edwards too and he was a good friend of mine and he had a lot of he had he was doing artwork and everything too as well as that he was very uh I forget which country he came from now I can't remember but he was dark, you know, he was... Um, Maybe South America Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I think, think it... No, it might have been. I can't remember which country he came from. Because it was a while ago. Mm. And, um, yeah, so that was a, a major part of my life too. I loved it. Just for the few years that we were there, we had... I had great friends and... Uh, but it's amazing how the years go by when you... And you just... You know, everyone disappears because they either move on, move out, move out away from the country. Yes. And... Um, I just, even the people I swam with at Harold Holt, I hardly see now because they've all got children, got married, and um, they live, you know, way out further, and occasionally I'll, I'll get a phone call from them or something like that, but that's about, that's how it goes, doesn't it? Yeah. So you were swimming at Harold Holt for about 20-odd years? No. Oh, yes, I would have been. What am I saying? Of course I was, because I started... (laughs) I can't remember. I mean, oh, my God, was it that long? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course it would be. It would have been probably longer. So I knew Mm. a lot of people there. Yeah. And we used to go early then. We used to go at quarter to six in the morning. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Quarter to six. Yeah, Yeah, it was good. Uh, Good time to swim there. And, oh, they were beautiful, beautiful, and beautiful people that ran the pool too. They were lovely. Yes. It wasn't run by the council then. Yeah. And um, it I was... I was talking uh, to a lady out down at Brighton, actually, the other day about those days when the council, there was a family, there was a family here Yeah, I know. I, well. used to, I used to give yeah. the guy... This is when I actually first... I couldn't even swim properly. Yeah. I mean, I could float, keep up in the water or something. Mm. But I remember he... Uh, I used to bring him flowers from the flower stall on the oh, right. Monday. Yep. You know, anything that was left over. He was a lovely guy. He mm. lived here with his family. Yeah. And he had music in the pool... And I remember swimming in this end lane here, in the slow lane. I, I don't know. Heaven knows what I did. I don't know. But I didn't. I wasn't that involved with it because yeah. I was running then anyway. But I just came because he said, look, have a, have a splash in the water or something, you know, because oh, I brought him the flowers right. from the flower store. But it was, um, yeah, it was beautiful. It, it same at Harold Holt. It was fantastically, you know, there was a lovely guy there that just died recently. Oh, okay. um, I th- uh, Bill, what was his name? He was the ham, like handyman, caretaker, whatever. He was just, um, I can't remember names now, because how, how many people worked there, but it was, they were all good people that right, worked there. Right, yeah. 
and oh, it was a very very friendly not that it isn't now it is but the kids that work there are fabulous but uh, run being run by the council is just sort of you know so so different that's all and now I'm working I've been doing the road crossing for the children now for nearly 18 years oh god that's and I only do one shift in you the afternoon. You see them all come from prep right through oh, the, the See them grow up when they're 20 in the street yeah. and I hardly recognise them. <laughs> they recognise me, thank God, but uh, I don't recognise them. No, I love it. I love it. It's very good. It's, it's, um, you know, it's only for one hour a day or something in the afternoon. So it's, But I've been at that school, the Ripponlea Primary School. It's beautiful. Wow. The kids are just lovely and the mums and... They're so friendly and so lovely and kind, and it, I look forward to seeing them every day. Yeah. Well, it seems like you've really, you know, in your great 80 years, you've really been involved in the community. Like, yes. you've made sure to contribute and to be part of the vibrancy of life. Mm. And yeah. that's what I because get from you, that you're thank not... Thank you. Not and I think that it's, it's just to help everybody too, you know. You don't have to sit around at home or anything. You just... It's, you just make your own life and I think mixing with um, young people all the time as I do mm. it keeps you young too and happy and you know all the rest of it and it doesn't matter about money or no it's nothing like it's that. nothing sweetheart your health is the most important thing yeah it is money is never going to uh, satisfy people that have got it they're never happy if no. you look around you and um you know, as long as you can put food on the table and have somewhere to live. Um, and sometimes it's very hard because I lost my house oh, quite a few years ago now, 20 years ago. And uh, I was basically on the street with five animals and nowhere to go and nowhere to live. But I did it because you know why? All the people at the pool, they were all helping me all the time. I had never, ever had anybody that didn't help me do find or find something, you know. Without any hesitation, they all jumped in and, you know, I was always okay. And um, I used to walk dogs and look after people's animals and gardens and anything, you know, yeah. just so I could pay the rent. So why I'm saying that is you don't have to, you know, there's, you just, you know, dump in and do it, that's all. Yeah, people often, that help. Because otherwise if you give up, I mean, your health goes, you, everything goes, you don't make friends that way and nobody wants to know you anyway. So yeah, that's my right. advice to you is to just keep going. Yes, that's End right. End of session. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing that part of your my pleasure. life with us, Eddie. Mm. And, um, yeah, we'll look forward to all the new adventures yeah. that you're going to start. Yes, even only knows. That's right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you. Bye.